as medicine. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. What if you could continue to eat your favorite foods? You know, the foods you grew up with and love, and through some kind of divine intervention could make them healthy and good for you. Well, fortunately you can because of people like Emily Schlag, a registered dietitian and chef, and director of the SBH Teaching Kitchen, who is providing hands-on instruction for people in the Bronx on how to eat well and healthy at the same time. Welcome, Emily. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for joining us. So you've been here in the Bronx about a year now. How would you describe the diets of the community uh, you serve? You know, I think it's really varied. We do have a very diverse community here. Um, But I think overall, from what our community members have said, is they struggle a lot with um, their portions of starchy foods, like having a lot, a large portion of things like rice. Um, And they also struggle with the amount of sugar and sodium often found in their foods. And that could be either their cultural foods. So, you know, we have a lot of folks around here that are Caribbean, they're Dominican or Puerto Rican. I have a lot of uh, Jamaican folks that join the classes. And overall, a lot of them, you know, struggle with sugar and salt. And they also just struggle with what's available to them in the neighborhood as well, which is often fast food or more processed foods. They don't have a lot of readily available, you know, quote unquote, healthier foods available to them in the neighborhood. So when people take your class, what do they say to you? Are they surprised that they can eat the foods they like and it can actually be healthy for them? They are. We actually had kind of a breakthrough moment in a class a few weeks ago. We were making um, chorizo tacos and we had a woman in our class who's Mexican. So she's very familiar with chorizo as an ingredient and tacos. And when she saw that recipe, she was like, I thought we were making healthy food here. And once she saw how we made the dish, you know, we did half pork, half turkey. We made our own seasoning blend with less sodium. We use, you know, whole grain, a corn tortilla, which is whole grain. And we explained how it can be healthy. Like her mind was blown and she was so excited to realize that she could have foods that she loved in a way that was still going to be good for her. So it really doesn't take much to take a relatively unhealthy dish and make it healthy. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, once you kind of know what you're doing, once you know the techniques for, say, lowering sodium or, you know, what types of whole grains to look for or tips on lowering the saturated fat in a meal, it's really not too difficult to make sure that you're getting great nutrition from a meal. Now for your classes, which I know you've been teaching for several months now, do you have to be an experienced cook in order to take a class? No, not at all. We get folks that come in that have never cooked, never really held a knife before, are honestly really nervous, and we will give you as much attention in class as you need. So if you're a star chef, we'll leave you alone, let you follow the recipe as needed. But if you need more help, we will walk you through every step of the way with our recipes. And again, these classes are very inexpensive, right? Yes, they're um, only $5 each. So I like to say it's less than getting dinner for takeout. And you get dinner too, though, right? 
Yes. In the classes, everybody cooks a complete meal. So we often have four complete dinners that are made in class. And we let everybody take home a sampling of all the meals created in class, which when you add it all up, does end up being at least one full meal for every participant in class. So it's a really good deal. I think so. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, you talk about from a corporate perspective, but, but what is the mission of the teaching kitchen? What do you hope to, what goals do you hope to reach both short and long term? Um, I would say our main goal is to empower our community to see that they are able to make healthy, nutritious meals for themselves with the foods that are available to them, because that is a lot of people feel very limited in their options, but when you teach them how to cook, their options really open up a lot for them. And that's what I want. I want someone to be excited to cook a healthy meal for themselves and feel like it's not that difficult to do. You know, long-term, I would love to see some kind of impact on better food access in the community and helping with things like food insecurity as well because good nutrition and health is really hard to achieve when you do have limited access to food. So in the short term, you know, we help people make do with what they have, but in the long term, I would love to see, you know, better changes overall in the community. So tell us, what are some of the classes that you have earmarked for your fall schedule? So in the fall, I can tell you in November, we're running some healthy dessert classes where we show people how to make desserts that are either lower in sugar or lower in fat or higher um, whole grains. We also have, I believe, another vegetarian class coming up where we show people how to make delicious vegetarian meals that are going to have plenty of protein in them and all of the other nutrients that we need as well while not having any meat in them. And then we also have a number of Thanksgiving classes coming up. You know, Thanksgiving is a really stressful time. You know, all of a sudden we realize we have all of these things that we need to cook. And sometimes people that have never cooked before get thrown, you know, into making Thanksgiving dinner. So we're going to have a couple classes that show people some of the classics and some new ideas as well for the dinner table. We all love desserts. What are some of the desserts that you'll be making in these classes? So I would say the number one favorite dessert are the black bean brownies that we make. They're really fun. People see the name and, you know, kind of make a face at them. But basically, all of the brownie ingredients get blended together just in the blender or food processor and then poured into muffin tins to create nice individual servings of those brownies. The black beans are giving us protein in there. They're giving fiber. And they also allow us to make the batter flour-free. So they're actually gluten-free as well and just have a delicious, you know, fudgy, chocolatey flavor. People love them, and I think they're easier to make than regular brownies. But we also have some fruit-based ice creams that we make that are dairy-free and sugar-free. We do a nice fall apple crisp and some oatmeal cookies as well. That sounds very good. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe not that, but you're telling me it's healthy, even though my, my thinking would be maybe not so healthy. Not true, huh? I will say with desserts, that's, you know, a place where I try to give a little leeway. You know, if you take too much sugar out of a dessert, 
it's no longer really dessert. So it's still going to be a little bit indulgent, but we do always lower the sugar compared to the original version and do our best to make sure it's healthy fats and whole grains wherever possible. I'm interested in your in your vegetarian or, or plant-based diet. I've been, I've been uh, eating a plant-based diet for about four or five months now, and it's very hard to find diversity and also tasty foods. What are you going to be teaching in that class? So we do a couple of different things in that class. Um, one of the favorites is our black bean soup. And I do think that soups and stews are one of the easiest ways to get a really filling vegetarian meal because you can fill it up with, you know, whole grains, beans or lentils and, you know, whatever vegetables you happen to have in the sink. And then you just spice them up however you like. So we do a black bean soup that's really popular with a corn salsa and baked tortilla chips on top. So you have different, you know, flavors, temperatures and textures going on there. We also do some vegetarian enchiladas where the filling is going to be pinto beans and zucchini. We do a lot of vegetarian dishes, you know, sprinkled throughout our classes as well. So it's not just the vegetarian class where you learn how to make those vegetarian recipes. We kind of sneak them in wherever possible. And really the key is learning how to cook vegetables in a tasty way and learning to utilize, you know, different sources of protein. Once you know how to do that, you can really just mix and match however you need in order to create those delicious filling meals. I know with a plant-based diet, with a, a low-fat or no-fat diet, if you exercise, you can also lose a lot of weight quickly, maybe too much weight. Is there a way you know, putting your uh, registered dietitian hat on that you can create a meal plan where you, you're eating healthy and you're exercising, but you're not losing a lot of weight? Yeah, I would say something to remember that once you start exercising, your calorie needs do go up. And I think a lot of people, when they're trying to lose weight, they want to start exercising, but not really change the way that they're eating or They'll start exercise and also change the way that they're eating in order to eat fewer calories. And that's when you'll, you will see that rapid weight loss, but it might not, not always be in the healthiest way. So always remember, the more you exercise, the higher your protein and calorie needs are going to be. And it's really hard for me to just come up with a, you know, a meal plan for some person that I've never met before and don't know their needs. I would tell anybody, if you find that you're struggling with unexpected weight loss or just your weight in general, it's always best to consult with a dietitian or a nutrition professional if possible, because they can really customize something for you, tell you your exact needs, and make sure that you're seeing the results that you need. Another interesting part of your program, from what I understand, is the fact you also offer professional classes to medical students, to residents, to attendings. What's the reason for that and how is that working out? Yeah, um, so we get the doctors in the kitchen and, you know, teach them how to cook. And really the biggest reason for that is that in medical school, there's absolutely no requirement for nutrition education. There is a recommended number of hours for them to receive on nutrition education, but not every school is going to reach that. And oftentimes when they're learning about nutrition in their medical curriculum, it's really just the science basics. You know, they will learn that there's four calories per gram of carbohydrate. 
But how does that translate to talking to your patients about nutrition? It really doesn't. And in a perfect world, you know, everything nutrition related could go straight to a dietitian, but that's not always an option. So we want to make sure that our physicians have some background knowledge in nutrition and can talk to their patients about food so that when those questions come up, they're really giving realistic advice to their patients. Anecdotally, is there anything you remember from any of these professional lessons that you've given to uh, to doctors or to medical students that sticks out in your mind? Some of our classes, we do what I call the taco challenge. And so we'll break the participants up into four different groups. Each group will make four different versions of just like a classic ground beef taco, but each one's a little bit different. So one is going to be your standard flour tortilla, cheese, and store-bought taco seasoning. And then we start adding beans and vegetables all the way up to a fully vegetarian taco. And one of my favorite things in class is to show the nutrition difference between the like baseline taco and even just the taco that has a couple little tweaks to it, you know, some more vegetables, switching to a corn tortilla. The residents will see, you know, the steep drop in sodium and amount of calories and they'll see the big increase in fiber just with a couple of changes and like they're always shocked at the difference in nutrition and I just love to see their faces when that happens because they start to realize wow like you really don't need to make a lot of crazy changes in order to see a really big impact on the nutrition label. I'm sure that hits home because many of our, at least internal medicine residents, are from Central and South America who have probably grown up on this kind of food and they probably see where they've gone wrong for the, their past life and where they can go into the future. Mm-hmm. So Emily, how can people find out more about the cooking classes and about your schedule for the fall? Yeah, so People can always visit our website, which is sbhteachingkitchen.org. We have a big old button on the front of the website that you can click on that says sign up for classes. And that'll bring you to a site that will list all of our upcoming classes that are available. So you can easily sign up for a class online or you can email us at sbhteachingkitchen at sbhny.org if you want more information that way or someone can call me at 718-960-3843. I will happily talk to anybody about the cooking classes and sign them up then and there. You can also just stop by the teaching kitchen and see the kitchen. We'll chat with you and get you signed up for a class in person if you like. So we try to make it as easy as possible to reach us and sign up for a class. And for $5 a pop, you really can't go wrong. No, it's uh, it's honestly so cheap (laughs) for a class. It's a great deal. Yeah, well, thank you, Emily, for joining us today on SBH Bronx Health Talk. For more information on services available at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. Until next time.